Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! been wishing I'd go in fishing and you're still on the shore. Grab your camping gear and meet us right here. Got all kinds of fun in store. It's time for a vacation, for some rest and relaxation. Forget your cares and join our fairs and great outdoors. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors to ease your soul. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors to keep you from going old. If your mind's been hazy and you're feeling lazy and down on all fours. Join us bears and suck up some air in the great outdoors. I'm sick of these constant bear attacks. It's like a freaking country bear jamboree around here. Well, now, realistically, Homer, I've lived here some 30-odd years. This is the first and only bear I've ever seen. Hey, if you want wild bears eating your children and scaring away your salmon, that's your business. But I'm not going to take it. Who's with me? We're here! We're queer! We don't want any more bears! We're here! We're queer! We don't want any more bears! Hey, Homer, that's a pretty catchy chant. Where'd you learn it? Oh, I heard it at the mustache parade they have every year. <laughs> Lots of bears in the news. Have you seen? Did you see there was a bear at Disney World in the Magic I did Kingdom see that. Park? I'm just mad that, you know, he got in without a ticket. That's right. That's bullshit. I got to pay. Why didn't the bear pay? That's right. Bear, who does the bear know that he got in? I think he was suing for his likeness being used in the country bear jamboree. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. Well, see, what actually is, is that his uncle was one of the original uh, country bears, and he was trying to, tr- he, because he didn't go through the right entrance, like, oh, it's a wild bear. If they had just simply given him a banjo, they would have seen that <laughs> he's there to practice. Yeah. They're going to a, a new, very real, ultra realistic country bear jamboree <laughs> animatronic. Yeah. Um, and then, so then, like, that's in the news. And then I see Bears Raid Krispy Kreme Donut Van making deliveries in Alaska. So the bears are out. 
animals are attacking. Orcas are go. attacking yachts. Bears are attacking Krispy Kremes in the Magic Kingdom. It's all over for the, the human race. The animals are striking back. That's right. It's all over it's for us. Only out of time. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah. So, we're naming this episode right up the top. We don't want any more bears. Geek Stuff TNG episode 737. We don't Not want any more bears. Not sponsored by bears. Not sponsored. Not brought to you by bears. No. And we are missing. Fuck those guys. We're missing our favorite bear. Big Kev. He's not here tonight. Yes. Uh, the part of Big Kev will be played by no one. No one. Because he can't be replaced. By a broom on a stand. Um, so let's do... We have frosted the broom's tips. <laughs> That's right. We have a broom. We frosted its tips. If you do want to chat with Kevin, you can you can support the show on the Patreon for a dollar a month, and you can talk to him on the, uh, the show's private Discord. Uh, you could also get a hold of him. He is... Um, what is it? Big Kev's big Twitter Kev, and IG yeah. is BK Geek Stuff, and then yeah, BK Geek Stuff. And on Xbox, he is a uh, Big Kev GS. Have yes. you played? Have you played Fortnite with him? Uh, next question, sir. <laughs> I stand by my rights under the Fifth Amendment of the United States Constitution. Um, yes. So yeah, so so support your on Patreon, dollar a month. You can chat in the Discord server for three dollars a month. You get uh, the early word special, so the show as soon as we are done recording it, which won't be all that early this week because we're recording on Thursday because. Uh, I was out of town. Uh, you get a copy of the prep sheet along with that. For $5 a month, it's the bonus round. You get uh, the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. We're in the 150s at this point. Uh, episodes 100, the first 150 episodes should be out there. Um, this Disclaimer, disclaimer, we did skip about 50 the last year. The last, Yeah, there's about a year's worth of episodes that are missing somewhere. Kev insists that they're on his laptop, which is in the archive. So perhaps after New York Comic Con, we can get those back. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. And then at ten dollars a month, you get to watch us live and direct on the Instagram lives when Kev's here to use every bit of technology he has to make that happen. Yes. Maybe one of these days we'll do uh, YouTube live and, and we'll switch over to that. Um, while we're doing that kind of stuff, what else we were talking about? There's the uh, you're running out of time for the cost, the number of boxes contest, right? So yes. be sure to email us at geeksoftng at gmail .com. with how many boxes you think Kev has gotten. Between the time we started this contest and when he gets back there to go to the uh, the unit. Quickly approaching. I believe our final pickup is coming up soon. So I gotta. I hope he remembers, because I won't be there. I hope he remembers to count. Count him. And he's honest with the count. I don't think he'd lie. Um, no, where, where he is going to lie is on how many bins it takes to get all the stuff in there. Because yes. it, I have in my notes here three bins or cake. Yes. And then uh, what else? And so uh, New York Comic Con's coming up. What's our booth number? Is it 1845? I've heard 1845. It's still in a flux <laughs> from what Kevin told me yesterday. Um, so hopefully, God willing, we can nail down a number. With, you know, not the day before Comic-Con. We, we'd like to have the number solid. It's still in flux from what he told me yesterday. They're moving things around. Some very exciting uh, things are coming at our booth at Comic Con. No, uh, I'm not going to speak on that yet, but definitely a lot of exciting. This will be a very big year for uh, Geek Stuff NYC. Awesome. See? Yeah, I think uh, maybe next next week's episode we'll maybe be able to make some uh, announcements on that and keep your eye on the show's social media for uh, what our booth number will be. Yes. All right. So why don't we just start the show and do this? Geek stuff. What's in the news? All right. So bears, top story tonight's top story. Uh, next story. 
Adriana from Sopranos is apparently on the OnlyFans. So if you would like to support her on her OnlyFans, look up Adriana LaServa. Well, it's 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 uh, Drea DiMatteo. Drea DiMatteo. Drea DiMatteo. Um, so I was talking to my friends about this, and this is in no way disparity. She's gorgeous. Were you guys pooling your Could money you... together to get a to get a subscription? Well, first we were trying to pull our money together. Uh, we were a couple dollars short. Um, could you imagine if OnlyFans was a thing she was a part of during her Sopranos like high, like during the height of Sopranos? If OnlyFans, can you imagine the amount of fucking money that would have just been like falling out of every crevice of her fucking house? Like, I can only imagine what that would have been like for her. Because, I mean, holy shit, was you a fucking smoke show back in Sopranos? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, who was that? There was some... I can't I can't think of her name, but she did... I don't think it was OnlyFans. What was, like, before OnlyFans? Or maybe it was OnlyFans, but she, she like, raked in, she like... She was one of the pioneers of but she, made, she, she was... Yeah, she was very popular. She did the thing and got, like literally millions of dollars in subscriptions yeah. and then didn't yeah. show any skin and everybody wanted their money back. Like she didn't, there was nothing, you know, there was no there nudity was, um, and they were upset about it. Someone else, like another famous actress who's somewhere in her fifties also just started doing only fans. And I'm thinking of a pool scene as one of her big scenes from her youth. Phoebe Cates. I, That's the only pool scene that I can think of is maybe, is, I, maybe it's not her, but some, I remember there is a distinguished actress. She has two big distinguishments on her chest. Um, did OnlyFans too. So like it's, it's like a real. I say it's a real thing. Of course, it's a fucking real thing. Because, Sex work is real work. Yes, and lonely men are lonely men with lots of money. Some of them, um, or enough money to buy OnlyFans. Anyways, it's a real thing. So people are making good money. Like people make good money. I wonder how many feet picks Tarantino's got off OnlyFans. <laughs> there's some Tarantino news today too. Um, no, but there's only feet. There's a there's literally like an only feet site too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and then I mean, and any celebrity who's had a her feet in any shot anywhere, there's some database of that for for the feet oh, yeah. creeps, right? Oh yeah. Um, but, but <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, those guys are very organized. <laughs> but so she says that basically she had to turn to OnlyFans because she's not getting work because she's an anti-vaxxer. So that's what, that's what drove her to it. Yeah. Like part of you is like, well, I mean, this is kind of what you get for not getting the vaccine at this point, but you don't want to say that. Cause it's like, it is, there's still like a freedom aspect of it. It's like, sure. You're entitled to not get it, but you know, what's going to happen, but Hey, she's found a way to make money. Right. So she doesn't well, need anyone in there that, that needs to worry about it. Yeah, Coming next week on OnlyFans, Cara Dune from the Mandalorian has her OnlyFans. <laughs> Because yeah. she ain't working either. Um, yeah, well, and I know, um, like, you're too young for Boy Meets World, right? I know Boy Meets World. Is Does Topanga have an OnlyFans? No, 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 not be? Topanga, but Maitland, yeah. Maitland Ward was an actress on that show, and she was on various other Disney uh-huh. like kind of things. And, she, I mean, she's, like, full-on, she's a porn star now. I mean, you know, she's in her 40s, I would say, and... Oh, she's, Just, she's she's doing MILF work now. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, she's, you know, very, uh, very unapologetically, you know, doing very well financially, you know, kind of, but moving from 
you know, the, the Boy Meets World family entertainment to kind of the opposite of that. Again, I'm not disparaging at all. I mean, it, it's yeah, no. because, I mean, yeah, if, if anything, there there is a, an endless line of men who will support the work, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to point fingers at anybody, that's who you point the fingers at. Um, yes. Let's see. All right. So let's move on to artificial intelligence. Um, the scariest thing ever. Yeah. Well, I mean... It, it, before Skynet takes over, it's going to take all the jobs, right? I mean, that's a big, big part of the strike is that they want to just, you know, recreate your your image and likeness and and use it in perpetuity uh, through effects. And they want to just have AI write things. Well, uh, you know, the authors like John Grisham, George R. R. Martin, and others are basically suing uh, OpenAI, saying that you know it reads their work and then uses that to generate the new work. So it's copyright infringement. And yes, I, I, I mean, again, if it was a person, right, if I read George RR R. Martin's books and then wrote something that sounded like George RR R. Martin's stuff, as long as I'm not using the character names, is that copyright infringement? If my stuff yeah, just sounds like, like his stuff, I, I can see, I can see the Sue. Um, but I also think it's kind of weak. I mean, cause yeah, exactly. What's stopping you from just saying I'm inspired by George R. R. Martin? Like people say all the time, like, oh, I was inspired by so and so's work, so I wrote my own thing. Right. I mean, well that's that was what I mean, Star Wars was a was a ripoff of Flash Gordon, and Flash Gordon was a ripoff of something else, and it just goes all the way back. It's like oh, yeah. there it's it's the inspiration. I just I know it's different because it's a computer that can, you know, absorb all of the all of the text of all of their books and then, you know, regurgitate it out into something else. But it's like yes. I don't I mean, so in the, it's, it's the same thing, though. It's like, if I buy your book and then let somebody else read it, that's not copyright infringement, right? But if no. I buy your book and charge people to read it, then it is, right? It, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making money off of it. So I have this computer program that reads your book and uses that to then write something. But if your book wasn't there the AI wouldn't have been able to write it, right? So I, you know, I, I can see both sides, but it's very, it's new territory, right? It's a, it's a different, it's a different world, right? Yeah. And then the same thing is going for, uh, so Stephen Fry, he's, uh, does a lot of like audiobooks, And so now they're, uh, they're just kind of, I don't know if it's recreating his voice, but they're just going to have the AI read, you know, it, it, the voice, you know, I mean, it's, it doesn't sound like a computer anymore, right? When it, when it talks, yeah. it can sound like a real human being. And, and so, you know, audiobooks will be, they won't have to pay somebody to read an audiobook anymore, essentially. Yeah. And, and in fact, uh, you know, I don't think this is in the prep sheet, but I'm going to look it up here. There's uh, something called Project Gutenberg, and they've released 5,000 free audiobooks you're using, you know, neural text-to-speech technology. So, essentially, at some point, just every book can just be an audiobook, right? I mean, you know, yeah. in, in a worst-case scenario, you you would take a real hard copy book and scan the pages and let it read it to you. So, yeah, I mean, I know that's good for me. I'm never going to read a book again. So <laughs> audio books are about the only way that's going to happen for me, but horrifying. Yeah. Not horrifying. Like it's just a lot. I mean, I feel I, I'm going to sound so that, but the, the advancement of technology, I feel like just since COVID <laughs> has like skyrocketed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, and it's, I mean, we are at a, uh, I don't know, we're at, we're at a, a very 
don't know, interesting time, scary time. Who knows what what the, the future holds? Because I mean, it's like, you know, the, all the workers are striking. The technology has is part of the cause for those a lot of that strike. Um, you know, theoretically, also, you know, while people are struggling to earn a living wage, is is AI and technology going to put even more people out of work and make that even worse? You know, or, or are we just going to get universal basic in, income so everybody can be okay? I don't know. This is not the politics uh, nope. or futurist podcast. So let's talk about we're the not, We're not doing politics stuff yet. Yeah, yeah Big Kev's politics stuff. Um, so it looks like the Nun 2 beat out Haunting of Venice over the weekend, last weekend. Ooh. And you're not a horror movie guy, so you certainly haven't seen the Nun or the Nun 2. So, so I heard the Nun 2 wasn't good for, like, it was not a good horror movie still. Like, yeah, people jump and stuff, but it's like the story was bad. Um, now, I heard Haunting in Venice was fine. I mean, yeah, but that's a that's a mystery, right? That's yeah, that's the Perot Agatha Christie with uh, what's his name, Kenneth Branagh. Yes. So and that's a sequel too. I think I think Haunting in Venice is a sequel to something else. Well, yeah, it, it, it's uh because that character Perot that he's playing, yes. like it's a series of Agatha Christie novels. So yes. he's the so the, the the other one was the uh, Murder on the Orient Express, I think. Yes. And yes, and yes. he's the he's the you know he's the it's like Sherlock Holmes, they're all Sherlock Holmes novels. Well, this is Perot novels, so there's yes. plenty of them that they could do, kind of like Knives Out, right? I mean, you know, you just have what's his name, Daniel Craig's character is the is the, the commonality movie. between the movies, yes. right? Yes. Um, that's a modern. I mean, because really that character is a modern day update of like Sherlock Holmes and and Perot and and you know those, those kind of characters. Um, let's see. So Barbie is outpacing the Avengers. Uh, it's the 11th highest grossing domestic release in history, but it's kind of growing faster than the Avengers did. So it's still still going. There you um, go. Oppenheimer's gonna gonna surpass Bohemian Rhapsody as the highest grossing biopic biopic ever. There you go. Yeah, that's S- awesome. Speaking of biopics, a really heavy movie. A really really heavy movie. Did you see it? I saw bits of it at my friend's house because they. Um, um, happened to know a guy who knows a guy who happened to download it, mm-hmm. and there happened to be Chinese subtitles in the bottom of it. Nice. Um, but I only watched a bit of it because I ubiquitous clandestine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. My my ubiquitous clandestine informant. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's heavy, and like Bohemian Rhapsody has heavy parts, but like. I don't know the rewatchability of Oppenheimer. Besides, if you really think it's a like it's a good movie, but like, how often are you gonna really see Oppenheimer? Yeah, like, well, you're not, that's not a movie you put on when it's like you can kind of put Bohemian Rhapsody on in the background. You're not gonna put on an Oppenheimer in the background, you right? Know what I mean, but I mean, how often do you rewatch uh, Inception? How often do you rewatch uh, what was what was his last Dunkirk? Right? Yes. Oh yeah, listen, it's not like a knock on the movie. No, no, it's but just, it's just yeah. yeah these, these super intense. They may be great films, but yeah, you don't. They are heavy in it and kind of a downer. You don't, you know, it's not a yeah. feel good movie. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, other biopics. There was that Priscilla movie about Priscilla Presley, right? Um, but I guess the Elvis Presley estate wouldn't let him have any Elvis music for it, so they must not like it. But uh, hmm. I don't well, know. so I wonder what will be different. 
from the Priscilla movie as, as opposed to the Elvis movie that just came out. It'll be interesting seeing it from the other side because then that, that Elvis movie almost won like awards. Yeah. And now seeing Priscilla, it'll just be interesting to see uh, what that is about. Right. Well, this is directed by uh, Sofia Coppola. Yes. And, and I mean, you know, it depends on which, which side you're going from. I mean, you know, she was like 14 when they met. So it's like, it's, it's problematic. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. It's, it's funny. So my, oh, oh, my dog's barking. Um, my mom was a huge Elvis fan, as, as I've said uh, numerous times in the past. And my dad met Priscilla Presley once and he got her autograph and brought it to my mom. My mom was like, I don't want that. That's the bitch that married Elvis. Like, you know, like she liked Elvis. She didn't like Priscilla Presley. She was like, it was just funny because my dad thought that she would like that, but she didn't. Uh, all right. I'm going to save that one for when Kev is back. Let's see. Wes Anderson's wonderful story of Henry Sugar is going to be out. I mean, I don't, again, I, I just, I think I need to like start over with Wes Anderson and give them a break. Um, I, I don't like Wes Anderson movies. I've only really watched Moonrise Kingdom, and I liked it. But all the rest of them just seem so weird that I just, I just go, eh. You know, I just like don't. I'm not even saying they're bad. Ish. The art, the artistic take on the movies for me just aren't my cup of tea. See, I I like the way they look. It's just all the characters are like super quirky, and like when I watch it, I'm like there's nothing jumps out at like, oh, I want to see that. So like when Moonrise Kingdom came out, I mean, it was just it was just on you know, like HBO or Showtime or something, whatever. And I, I just kind of let it play. Like I didn't like seek it out. It was playing and I watched it and I liked it. So, but I mean, people love it. So I don't know. I probably should give Wes Anderson a little bit more of a, of a break. Let's see. Um, what Emma Stone and Yorgos Lathamos made another movie together. I don't even care about that. Bless you. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do an update of murder. She wrote, over at Universal. I don't know if it's a TV show or a movie. Is this going to be a TV show? No, it's going to be a movie about Angela Lansbury's character. Dean, are you familiar with the show Murder, She Wrote? Nope. Yeah, this is something that your grandma probably would have watched. Um, it's uh, it's the lady's a mystery writer, and she goes from town to town, and wherever she happens to be, there happens to be a murder, and she solves it. So, that's the, you know, it's about a detective that solves cases using clues, as Ronnie B used wow. to say. Um, let's see. So there, that movie. So t- you mentioned Tarantino, um, and Only Feet, right? You know, he's he's the the founder of yes. Only Feet. So his next movie is going to be called The Movie Critic. I think. Did we yes. say this last time? Paul Walter Hauser. Do we yes. mention that guy? So John yes. Travolta also uh, is, is maybe in it. So there you go. Potentially yeah, was yeah. Paul Walter Hauser was a. Uh, reoccurring character in Cobra Kai, and I don't know him in anything else, honestly. And he's just kind of a doof in, in Cobra Kai, right? You said he's yeah, like he's, he's like, like a thirty-five-year-old guy who hangs out with a bunch of eighteen-year-olds learning karate, right? So, um, let's see. Are are you familiar with? Uh, did you ever watch Adventure Time? No, I'm aware that. I mean, it's, it, it's for people in my generation. It's like one of those shows that you either like. That's your entire personality that you love Adventure Time, or you don't care. Um, <laughs> and you don't care. I don't care. Um, some of my friends are really into it. I never got into it because I thought it was only ever just fine. Um, but I mean, some of the clips seem funny, and I've seen it's got like a really deep lore for like a, a kid show. Because Cartoon Network had a time where they'd be like, this is a kid show. 
But we're going to give it like adult levels of lore. And it's going to be complicated. And every character is going to be important. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess Kumail Nanjiani did a voice on it. And his his people didn't give him the offer to reprise his role. So they just never told him. So if you were a fan, I guess you didn't get to hear extra uh, uh, Kumail's voice voice work on that. I like Kumail. You like Kamil Nanjiani? Yeah, he's a cool dude. I got no beef with him. All right. I wonder if he's still ripped. <laughs> yeah, did he keep did he keep his his Eternals? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, do you ever did you ever see the movie Coraline? Yes. Did you like it? Yeah, it was fine. Um, it was the hmm, the first time I watched it, I liked it a lot. As I watched it subsequent times, I thought of it was less good. But that's just, I think, once again, it's one of those films that's not super in my wheelhouse. Not that I didn't like it because I thought it was a bad movie. It's just like it, it was too stop motion. Like, I like stop motion, but it was too stop motion. If that makes any sense mm-hmm. to me. I feel like it, it uh, looks like a it looks like a Tim Burton one, right? It kind of it's got a lot of yeah. the like the Nightmare Before it, Christmas. Is it not it. Burton? I could have sworn it was Burton. It says Henry Selick. Okay. Oh, you know it's okay. Yeah, I don't I think thinking, it, it's Tim Burton. It just yeah, has it has yeah. that feel to it, and it's based on a novel by Neil Gaiman, right? Yeah. So uh, anyway, they they did a Fathom event, and it made like fourteen million dollars in two days. It's their it's the biggest classic movie of all time, and the second biggest grossing title for twenty twenty three according to Fathom events. So very popular, uh, and I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, never seen it. Sandwich Shop. What's it about? Got what? Scott Woodshop. Scott Woodshop. Uh, it's basically a girl who, you know, she doesn't like her parents and they're kind of like, not like mean, but they're like, hey, you can't do this. You can't do that. And she's like, man, I want to have fun parents. And then she goes into this fucked up doll world where like there's a life size doll of her mom. And it's like, you want to have cake for dinner? You want to do this? Like, you want to have all these fun things? And then it, it gets twisted as time goes on. It's like, oh, this is fucked up. I should leave. It's, you can't leave, and it's a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Let's do. Let's do some celebrity news. Um, I guess William Shatner. I saw his picture in the airport yesterday. I took a nice selfie with a William Shatner picture. But uh, William Thank Shatner. I was interviewed by this lady on uh, Canadian television, and apparently, like twenty years ago, he gave her a shitty interview, and he like stormed out because she was asking. He didn't like the question she was asking, and then. Now she's asking him about how he's cantankerous, and he's like, "Maybe it's just you." So he was being pissy with her again. So I don't know. He's he's got a like if 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 you rub him the wrong way, he will let you know it, and it's pretty yeah. funny. Good old Captain Kirk. There you go. Um. Yeah. So let's see what's what else is going on. Okay. Now we talked about that that wrestler that Ray died. Wyatt. Yeah. And so I guess uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is uh buy, bought her some That's groceries. Yeah, brought the do- brought the sisters some groceries, which is a nice little nice little gesture. Yeah. M- meanwhile, yeah. he's also asking uh, us to give our money to help Maui, along with Oprah, is asking us to give our money to help. It's like, Oprah, you got all the money in the goddamn world. Why do you need us to do it? But uh, they've been getting a lot of shit for <laughs> asking for donations um, when they gave, even even whatever they gave compared to their vast fortunes. Was like if you and I gave like five bucks. Yeah, here's five bucks for Maui. So, so maybe he was help, he, maybe he was helping out that that wrestler uh, to get the 
the the spotlight off of uh, the Maui situation. Possibly. Yeah. Let's see. I can see it. Yeah. I don't know. They still. You heard that they said that that was like there's a conspiracy that the rich people burned down Maui so they could buy the property, right? Yeah, I heard that. Um, I, every conspiracy is dumb to me. <laughs> it all derives. It all comes down to the same like five things, which is like rich white people do bad thing profit. <laughs> Stage three profit. You're right. Like it's always some point of rich, rich whites do bad thing to profit. And then it's like, oh, and they they want us to not see it. It's like I I don't think it's that big. Like I don't think it's that deep, guys. I really don't. All right, hold on. Did you see the Australian millionaire this last week? He basically said these workers want to make too much money, and they forget that they work for the employer and not the other way around. And what we really need to do is tank the economy to create higher unemployment so they will remember their place as workers. And that's a rich white guy talking. No, there's, so. listen, there's douchey millionaires everywhere, but there's also douchey poor people. Like it's not, but they're douchey, douchey for people. different reasons. They're douchey for different reasons. But again, there, du- a, a douches are, there's so many different colors of douche. There, there's rich white douche, poor white douche. Other right. kinds of douche that I'm not going to go into for the sake of sounding like a bad person. Yeah. But douche goes in every color this party, and, and this party economic status. For the douche. Okay. Um, let's see. We were talking about uh, what's-her-face Blossom. What's Blossom's name? Blossom. Shit. Blossom. She's also on oh, Big Bang Theory. The, the Big Mayim. Bang Theory, the latest. Mayim yeah. Bialik. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Quark going to be Ashley. So, uh, so she's out. She's out yeah. as, the, as the Jeopardy host. is going to be Ken Jennings. For uh, season forty of Jeopardy, season uh, forty. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How and long then, was she doing it for? Was it only? I mean, I feel like they've been having guest hosts since uh, Trebek died, yes. and so she was one of the guest hosts. Ken Jennings was the guest host, and 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 other people too. And then I think they had kind of like narrowed it down to the two of them, and they were kind of splitting it. And I mm-hmm. and and people were just saying that they preferred Ken Jennings, and it looks like they've made the decision to go with Ken Jennings. There you go. So, let's see. Who else can we talk about in celebrity news? Uh, uh, celebrities. Celebrities. How about okay? Now you can probably see it on the prep sheet, so it's, it would it would be cheating. But you know who Kevin Federline is, right? So, like, I know that name. Did he dance? Is he a dancer? I mean, technically, yes. He was a background dancer for Miss Britney Spears. Okay. And then they got married, and they had a couple of kids, and he's okay. like. Eh, now that she's getting out of the conservatorship and maybe not, uh, maybe back in control of her money, he's asking for uh, more child support. There you go. My, my wife was like, those kids got to be almost 18 by now. I mean, he can't have that much more. And I'm like, yeah, so he's got to get that child support while he can before the kids are, you know, 18 and she doesn't have to pay it anymore. I mean, 40K a month. <laughs> a lot of money. What the Does fuck? it, could you take care of your little brother for 40K a month? Yes. <laughs> Don't give me 40k a month. Like, yeah, I would take care of everything he needs, and then my life would be wonderful if I'm getting 40k a month. <laughs> okay, so it's 40k for two kids. So I'm only getting 20k for my for my kid brother. Still, I can do a lot with 20k. 20k a month. That's not bad. That's not bad. I would support him for a thousand. Support me for nine thousand, and have ten thousand to just invest. <laughs> That's right. Investing for the future. Yes. Uh, let's see. Other sad news. Corey Feldman. Okay, who's Corey, Corey Feldman? Is he one of the kids? 
he's one of the kids from like the Goonies and like stuff like that, right? Am I losing my mind? He was in Goonies and he was in that movie where the kid got hit by a train or whatever. And stand, stand by me, stand by me, stand right? By, yeah, yeah. Um, but not him. He was also in uh, Lost with the Lost Boys, the vampire movie. He was also oh, yeah. in. He was in. Uh, you know. So again, it was uh, okay. So I'm going to say Corey Feldman. Who was the other Corey? What was the other Corey's last name? There were two Corys that did a bunch of movies together in the '80s. Uh, Corey Haim, and then Corey Haim passed away much too soon. Corey Feldman okay. is the one that has a semi music career now, and he dresses and dances like he's Michael Jackson. Good for him. Um, and then, uh, but he's getting a divorce from his wife. Uh, they're, they're separating at least amidst her health battle. So seems like a good time oh, to get cool. out. She's getting sick. I'm gonna. Yeah. I gotta focus yeah, on my music. That sounds good. Gotta focus on my music, baby. Uh, Corey Hel- Corey Feldman and the Angels. If you've ever seen them, I would love to see. The train wreck that is Corey Feldman live uh, music. Uh, let's see. Speaking of music, you probably you probably didn't watch uh, Daisy Jones and the Six on. I think that was an Amazon Prime show. No, never even heard of it. It, it was basically just a fictionalized version of Fleetwood Mac, and it was like a six episode miniseries. So, so because because you you know better than I would. Didn't Fleetwood Mac? Didn't everyone just sleep with each other, and that's what ruined the band? Yeah, that's that's what that's what. That's what this is about. I mean, it's basically okay. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's. So in, so Stevie Nicks is basically very clearly the inspiration for Daisy Jones, and yeah. So it's and it's just a rock band from the '70s where the inter uh, the inter love triangles within the band kind of made it difficult because yeah they were all romantically involved. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, let's see. All right, let's get to the serious news now that we've talked about the fun stuff. Celebrity crime blotter time. Russell Brand absolutely refutes the allegations of sexual assault, but nobody doubts that he did it. I mean, listen, and I'm saying this with the utmost respect that Russell Brand deserves. He has looked and been a douche in my eyes for generations almost at this point my kid brother was born years after i started thinking this guy was a douche and he's <laughs> been a douche ever since yeah so again allegedly right so it remains to be seen but uh you know the, the latest uh you know major celebrity to be uh credibly accused of sexual misconduct um and speaking of that so danny masterson originally uh wife Bijou Phillips was going to stick it out, but now they're going to file. She's finally for divorce after his 30 year sentence. So I guess she doesn't want to wait for him for 30 years. I'll wait for you. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a rough thing. That ha- Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying it's rough for Danny Madison. I'm saying it's, it's a whole rough scenario. And so if I went away for 30 years, I wouldn't expect anyone to stay around. Now, do you know who Bijou Phillips is? No, it sounds like a made-up name. Like, all names are made up, but that sounds like a made-up name. Yeah, all, all names are made up. This is correct. Um, So she is from a very famous family. How about, do you know the group Wilson Phillips? Yes. That, that's her family. That. And then where did Wilson Phillips come from? I don't know, but I just know uh, that's a thing. Why the Wilson and Wilson Phillips is daughter from the Beach Boys. And, ah. then, and then the 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 Phillips part is like Bijou Phillips. I think it's her sister. 
But uh, anyway, just a very... um, And then I think Bijou Phillips' sister was uh, one of the actresses on... um, Shoot, what's that show? One Day at a Time, the original One Day at a Time. So there was... Yes, Laura Mackenzie Phillips, her sister. That's it, Mackenzie Phillips, yeah. Was the acting sister. And then China Gilliam Phillips was the, the singing one. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Danny Masterson's marriage is over, as is his career and his and life outside of a jail cell. <laughs> pretty much like the rest of his life, because, I mean, how old is he? Uh, he's late 40s. I think he's like 48. He's 47. 47. Just, yeah, I'll turn 48 next year. So, I mean, 77 by the time you get it. I mean... Unless he gets out for good behavior, because you know that is a thing with jail. You but do I, get I think good behavior eventually. I think it's federal, though. You don't. That doesn't. Wasn't it consecutive federal. life sentences? Actually, that, that, yeah, it is. It's, it's also. It's yeah. So it, he's got. It's thirty years to life. So it's it's. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think. Whatever happens first. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's see. Also noted scumbag Marilyn Manson got fined for blowing his nose on a concert camera woman. I mean, he just. He's also just looked douchey his entire life to me. I mean, yeah, I've I've never seen the appeal of him ever. Um, I mean, like I think I feel like there was only one song that he ever did that it was even like I was even like, oh, all right, I can, I I, I get that. But most of his songs were just like way outside of my uh, musical wheelhouse. So there you go. Let's see what else. All right, so let's do this. Let's take some time and talk about Disney because there's a shit ton of Disney articles we haven't mentioned in a while. Uh, are you caught up on Ahsoka at all? Uh, no, I'm behind. I'm trying to catch up. It's real. I enjoy it. I know it is slow, but I still enjoy it. I, I really like the, I mean, the guy, the guy, the actor that died. Um, Ray Stevenson's character. Ray Stevenson, yeah. He, cool. I mean, yeah, I really, I like, I like him. Which is like a shame. Like actively a shame. Yeah. I really enjoy that character and I don't want anyone else to do it, but I don't want the character to go away. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we don't know how it ends. I mean, his character might not survive the, the, the series, you know, I mean, yeah, but you're right. You know, if, if he doesn't, then they do a season two, would they, would they just recast or just write him out? You know? Yeah. Um, I saw a thing that, that it was, people were like, how come nobody dies from getting hit with a lightsaber anymore? Like, no, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like oh, in a comic how, book. Um, that one character catches a lightsaber right in the stomach in the first episode and is fine. Yeah. The next episode. Yeah. And they're but like, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon gets stabbed. And has like five minutes, not right, even. Right, Qui-Gon's gone. Darth Maul gets cut in half, and he's okay. Yeah. Uh, was Sabine gets stabbed straight to the stomach, and she's okay. Yes. And then, and somebody in in one of the Mandalorians also got like got a lightsaber through him, and it was okay. I think. I mean, a couple people. And yet, but I mean, but like, also again, yeah. Sabine got basically the same injury that Han Solo got. Well, yeah. he did, but he dealt with it and then did fall off the uh, yeah. the big girder and down into. Into infinite space, right? Yes. All those OSHA violations on uh, Empire and First Order things. There's never any handrails. There's just listen when you're when you control the the, the universe, you still control OSHA. You make <laughs> your right. own OSHA regulations. That's right. From here on out, the Empire will not have handrails anywhere. No handrails. Just don't fall off. We have to listen. If we're gonna have all this cool ambient lighting, we have to cost uh, cost cut costs somewhere. That's right. Handrails right. is where we start. It take, takes a lot of money to build those TIE fighters. We can't be can't be building handrails. We need all the metal. Yes. So, 
Uh, let's see. Yeah. So that's so. So I'm a little behind, but yeah. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it, but I feel like I actually I was just having lunch with a, a a guy from work, and and it came up, and I had to, I had to give him my version of what happened in Clone Wars and Rebels, which I got from a combination of secondhand you guys and a, and a YouTube yeah, yeah. video and and another couple of friends. Yeah, it's like I've never seen them either. So it's like so I'm I'm sure. Well, I guess I would assume that people that watched and liked the Clone Wars and Rebels are really liking it, you know? So yeah. no, that, it, would, that would be Kev, right? Good. Kev has like seen it. all those. Have the... you seen all of those? Huh? Have you seen all of Rebels and, and Clone oh, Wars? I need a rewatch, but I've seen them. Okay. Um, it was one of those things I tried to background and I had it on all the time, and mm-hmm. I just didn't absorb as much as I wanted to. I mean, there's a uh, lot of episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah. So... I don't, know, um, I don't know how many how many seasons I'm of Rebels were there. For, I'm wondering if at uh, Galaxy's Edge they let you build a white lightsaber now, or an orange one. I, I bet they will. I'm pretty sure that that you can pick a white lightsaber because uh, when when back when Kev was here and we went to Star Wars night right around Celebration, one of the things that they were selling was that Ahsoka lightsaber handles. And it came yes. with and it came with the blades, but it was a box of the two handles, and it was like ridiculously expensive. And people were flipping it before Star Wars Night was over on eBay for double the, you know, double yeah. the price. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. I was just I, again. I know we've been talking about my my passes expiring, so we went over to um, to Galaxy's Edge to just kind of yes. get one last walk around there. I was hoping I was going to get to see. I haven't seen the Mandalorian. I didn't get to see Ahsoka. Um, I got to see Chewie. I got to see um, the, the like the rebel spy lady that walks around and Ray, yes. um, and then and then Kylo Ren. Like one, and then, like you, one went, last and then time. you went down to Main Street and you walked into the office and said, I'd "Like to renew my passes for no, another year." I did not. Then... You know what else? Uh, my wife told the kids months ago when they asked for a balloon. She's all maybe on our last day. They knew it was our last day, and they go, "Oh, don't forget, we're getting balloons today." I bought. Two balloons. How much do you think it cost me? If it's anything less than thirty dollars, I'm shocked. It was forty bucks, twenty bucks each. Literally, the one balloon helium was dead the next morning. It was floating on the ground. Oh, oh! First of all, though, both of the balloons we lost and had to go back and get replaced. And they just give you, you know, you just bring your weight to them and say, "Yeah, the balloon broke off," and they just give you another one because the balloon cost them a nickel. And they charge you 20, 20 bucks for it. But yeah, so both of those, that is the biggest waste of money I've ever seen, but I had to do it. Um, so yeah, so so that technically that was supposed to be our last day was Sunday. Um, but I think next Monday, because our passes technically expire on October 2nd. So next Monday, we're going to do one last, just Brittany and I are going to go for a date night. So there you go. So we'll get, you know, two, three hours in the park. By the time we get off work, it'll be, you know, eight o'clock by the time we get there. During the week. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what's going on over, on over at Disney? Um, it says they were going to spend nearly $10, $60 billion over the next 10 years on the parks. I'm like, so, you know. Like, the horrifying thing, and I'm not trying to be like, you know, like at some point within those 10 years, I'll probably get married and I'll <laughs> have kids. And I'll have to spend like $10,000 to take me and my small family to fucking Disney world. And then it's like, well, first of all, I, I, my thought process is I think Disneyland is better with small kids 
at Disney World is better with bigger kids. Just because, like, I, I feel like it's 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 easier to process and handle Disneyland than Disney World with smaller kids. Um, I, I can agree with that. It's it, it's a more compact location, right? So yeah. you know, yeah. So you don't have to drag the kids as far to get to as many things, right? Yes. Um, so that's going to be horrifying, and I can only imagine the rides they're going to have at Disney by the time I get back to it. Because I mean. The amount of money they're going to pump into it and the amount of just whole new parks, basically, that they're going to build. Avengers Campus is going to be ridiculous 10 years from now. (laughs) I guarantee it. It'll be its own park within the park. They've been talking, yeah, some of the stuff. But And remember, when we say $60 billion, it's like there's not it's not just the parks at Disney World, the parks at Disneyland. It's, you know, Disneyland Paris and Japan and and Shanghai. I mean, you know, they've they've got a lot of parks, too. So there's a lot to spend that money on. So... And, and I hope, though, that they just, you know, stop screwing over their customers so much, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't. it's corporate greed. I don't know that they will, but, I, I, you know, I just, I hope that, that they do. Um, let's see. So let's let's talk about Star Wars a little bit more. So you do see that they changed the, the Lando. It's going to be a movie now instead of a series. Yes, yes. and I, I like it in theory. Um, because I, I, I'm enjoying the idea of Lando content because it's just, you know, it's, he's an interesting character. I don't like that it's a movie because if I want Lando content, I want at least a season of Lando content, you know, take a story and really give us, you know, detail and a little more info. Even if it's only one season, it was like a limited series like the Kenobi, like it would have been cool. Hello there. Sorry. That was, that wasn't even intentional. Like I forgot we did that. No, I had it though. Uh, I had it though. All right. All right. <laughs> um yeah i mean my question is is it going to be a disney plus movie or is it going to be a theater theatrical release and then are they bringing back what's his face from solo to be solo in this or is it all lando all the time like how are they going to tie it in at what point like do we do we know when it's supposed to be i <laughs> imagine if it's donald glover lando it's supposed to be younger lando oh for sure for sure it's gonna be it's gonna be i would assume it will take place after the events of solo but before the events of the empire strike back right and 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 so this is this was the the you know as we talk about the solo movie which again i don't think was that bad i i liked it um and and i could have done with another one you know like let's do it again let's let's keep working with Solo, let's have live action mall. I mean, let's let's do it, right? Spy, you know, Spider Legs Mall, right? Um, yeah, fuck yeah. Because that would tie in, like that's the same time as uh, Rebels, right? Like that that's around uh, the time of Rebels, right? Like after or right, before right before and around Rebels because, like so so like Rebels is also part of like episode. It's like sort of before it, but sort of dirt. The timeline's all messed up, but like, because Solo is pre episode four, mm-hmm. and Rebels is partly episode four and five, and a little before five. So yeah, it's kind of in the right timeline. It, well, it all depends on so, what they want to but, do. But Solo is before episode four, and I, so the the Spider Mall was in Clone Wars cartoon, not Rebels cartoon, right? 
Uh, no, yeah. So I mean, he he definitely had no legs. He definitely had some kind of animatronic like walking thing, but he wasn't really combat Maul in Rebels. He was more just like wizened old man Maul. Oh wait, Maul's still in Rebels too? Wait, yeah, he can't be because I thought Kenobi. Oops. Hello there. I I thought Obi Wan killed him. Do you care about a spoiler? No, not for for for. He puts him down in Rebels again. Like officially kills him, dies it. But so the final confrontation. But then that that obviously means that rebel that that episode of Rebels is taking place before a new hope. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, that's all. Yeah, I mean, that's, he, that's, he even says something along the lines. I remember of like, "Are you protecting someone?" Alluding to like, not knowing like, alluding to Luke as like the writers doing it, but not Maul knowing that Luke exists. And then Obi's like, "All right." I gotta put you down now, but he didn't say it like that. But you know what I mean? It's like now we have to finish this. <laughs> All right. So yes, I, I knew that because I've seen yeah. things that said that they had so another. They had another had rematch. Influence on Ezra. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, so again, though, I I could I could see the you know if if they're doing a series, you could bring yes. a lot of that stuff in in the time frame, right? Yes. And yes. And, and weave that stuff together, but I also feel like. You know, when I watched the solo movie and the interactions with Lando and Han, I feel like when Han goes back in Empire Strikes Back, when he goes to Cloud City, yes. that could have been the next, you know, like he hasn't seen him since the events of Solo. Like yes. I, that, that could, now they could have had other interactions or not, but based on the way it's presented in the Solo movie and the way it happens in Empire Strikes Back, it's also very easy to believe that they never saw each other again and that's the first time he saw him. You know, you got, you know, you got a lot of gut stir in your face here, around here. You know, I mean, that's, that feels like that's what, how he could have acted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I would be happy either way. So if we see a, a Lando, you know, the Calrissian Chronicles, as it better be named, when we see the Calrissian Chronicles, if there is no Han in it, it's okay. And if they want to bring him back and, and have the Han and Lando adventures, I'm okay with that too, right? I would like to see either one of those. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But but it's going to be... But I think that what people are complaining about is some of these series, and even people are saying that Ahsoka's a little slow. You know, yeah. Secret Wars was super slow. You know, it could have... You know, get out the fluff and give us 90 minutes of of, of story and action instead of six hours... Uh, you know, with a lot of fluff in there. You know, so, I mean, I think that's where they're making the decision. People want the Lando content, but they haven't been happy with the six-episode series. So let's yeah. just make a Lando movie, and maybe we'll just make movies instead. You know, but but <laughs> are they going to be Disney? It looks like it's just going to be on Disney+, Plus, but I'm not, not sure, you know. So... Let's see. Over on Disney Plus, so Elementals is getting good, uh, lots of views. Elemental. I, uh, I saw it this week, like uh, two days ago. What, what What were your thoughts? I actually liked it more than I thought I would. Um, my girlfriend loves the movie. Okay. Um, so she's seen it like five times already. She actually loved. She watched it in theaters, then she's seen it a couple times already. I did like it actually. I I see the potential. I also see. Um, cause it was felt kind of, you know, like most things derivative of something else. Mm-hmm. I could see where people weren't super into it, but I did enjoy it. I'd watch it again. I'm an easy movie critic though. So like I, it's hard for me to say a movie is bad. 
Um, but I did enjoy Elemental. So yeah, I'm, sh I'm sorry. I I'm sh wondering if it gets one of those like bad sequels at some point because like most, didn't think most Disney's sequel do. Sequels. It'll get a it'll get a like a cartoon sequel, like not a whole yeah. like a like a show, right? They'll just have a show yeah. that's in the yeah. in the world there. Um, I, I haven't watched it yet. It's been on in the house, and the kids have been watching it. And what I've seen, I haven't really. I'm like, this doesn't look that great, but I haven't I haven't sat down to really watch it to to give it a give it too much of an opinion. Yes. Um, let's see what I else. Can't believe you would have an opinion without really seeing something. That's that's not cool, Scott. I mean. What I've seen doesn't make me want to sit down and watch it, honestly. Yeah. No, I get it. So let's see. Let's talk about this. It says, this article is Daredevil's... Disney Plus's Daredevil non-revival is cost-cutting corporate shenanigans, original Netflix showrunner claims. What? So, so he must not like what they're doing with Daredevil Born Again. Well... I want to like what they're doing, so someone make it work. Daredevil was the best part of Netflix uh, Marvel, so please don't make it suck. Please, God. Because I want that to be good. It's a cool concept. You know, I don't want it to be bad. Please don't involve She-Hulk. Please. Please don't involve She-Hulk. It'll only make it worse. Oh, I see what he's saying, though, in the article here is that so this isn't Daredevil season four, right? It's Daredevil yeah. Reborn, which is different. So this is season one of a completely new show. So contracts get re, or it's different. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if your contract said you get a hundred dollars for the first season and two hundred for the second, three hundred for the fourth, or whatever. Well, this is season one of a new show, so you're back to a hundred, right? Oh, okay. So that's that's the cost cutting shenanigans that he, that he's talking about. So it's not not that the quality of the product's going to be bad, but it's that you know, calling it Daredevil Born Again and explicitly saying it's not a sequel or, you know, it's not a season four is the issue, even though Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio are reprising their roles. Yeah. Oh, boy. Let's say it looks like the the director of the Marvels even doesn't know what the hell's going on. Like, Does anyone know what's going on with that movie? Yeah, I don't know. Is there any hope of a good movie happening? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it, it'll be fine, but it's like they're... There comes a point where the interconnected universe is too dependent on the other films, and it's not a standalone film. Yes. You have to have you have to have seen the other stuff. I mean that that's that's a complaint about Ahsoka, right? You know, you can watch it without having any knowledge of Clone Wars and Rebels, but you're not going to get as much out of it as you would if you did. So it's it's not truly standalone. Let's see what else. Chris Evan agrees with Tarantino that Captain America is the star of the Marvel movies, not him. And he says that he will not be back in the MCU anytime soon. So. Well, you know what? That's fine. That's cool. I get it. I want him to come back, but you know, that's I mean, my, uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with move. Like, you know, the actors get older. They don't want to do the same thing over and over again. We got, you know, yeah. a, a decade of, of uh, Tony Stark and a decade of uh, Captain America. I think that, you know, let's just develop other heroes in a good way. <laughs> you know, that's what we got to do. Oh, what are you, what you, are you telling me we can't just do this wonderful thing we've been doing forever? Man, I want 
Evans as Captain America forever and ever, ever, ever. Well, they'll just ever, ever, ever. They'll do the body scan and they'll make him out of CGI and they'll just keep doing it. Hey, listen, I, I've said before that what they're going to do eventually is they'll just have someone and hire them. It's like you're now playing all the Chris Evans parts. You're Chris Evans standing for the rest of your career. Right. And not a stunt guy, but like a CGI guy. Like someone's it's it's like the best understudy ever because then you just become them. And then they use AI to do the voice in the face and it's yeah. you know, they deep deep fake the face and you're done. Um I mean yeah, that's speaking of that, I'm gonna i I'm gonna switch to DC for a second. I, so I finished watching The Flash. Have you seen it? The movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean it, you don't care about spoilers, right? I mean you 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 know all the I mean all the people that show up in it, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, when you see so you get to see Nicholas Cage's yes. Superman lives, right? That that never happened. Fighting a giant spider, like the Kevin Smith story, right? You know, I mean, it's 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 exactly what uh, you know from from that story. But um, but do you remember in the Matrix Revolutions when Neo fights like a, a thousand Agent Smiths? Yes. Like, and you can tell when it goes from being actually. Uh, Keanu Reeves to CGI Keanu Reeves, right? Yes. You know, it's like, oh yeah, okay, it's cool because they do all these stunts that a human body couldn't do, but you can see the difference when it switches from a person to a CGI person, right? Because they don't quite get, you know, it's it's just the skin's too smooth, it doesn't look quite right, you can tell it's a CGI face, right? Yes. That's That's what every one of those cameos in The Flash was not even as good as what they were in like the matrix you know it's like it's just oh okay yeah you're, it's a cgi nicholas cage it's cgi christopher reeves it's cgi you know okay yeah, you know it's interesting to see those characters whatever but i mean you know it just it, it was not great i like uh-huh. i liked the batman stuff it had it, it had a a decent i mean the story was okay it's still flashpoint right i guess but i mean you know it, it was okay but i mean it was too jokey and i think i think a lot of the jokes didn't land and mm-hmm. you know it, it, it was what it was but um but yeah so i was just going to say that about the uh you know tim burton um slams the nicholas cage cameo in the flash referencing uh the film it, uh, you know he just doesn't like i mean you know they didn't let him do his film but then they you know, use his idea and the actor that he wanted, you know, like it just didn't make Tim Burton yes. all that happy. So, um, I don't know what's up, what else is going on over at, over at Warner brothers. The, um, they're suspending deals with people because of the writer's strike, you know, just cutting out, cutting people out. The development deals are going away until the writer's strike is over. But the Warner brothers CEO, uh, basically said about streaming prices, that they've been giving away quality content for well below fair market value, basically saying you have to we pick can over charge and take way it. more if we wanted to. Right. Well, or no, what he's saying is we've been undercharging all along, right? Yeah. Which is true in the same way that Airbnb undercharged to to hurt hotels, and yes. Uber undercharged to hurt taxis. Uh, taxis, and then once you know, and but now, I literally on my business trip just now. The Uber from the airport to the hotel was 50 bucks and a taxi was 20. So I took a taxi. I mean, you know, so it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, it's all fucking nuts. It's, it's all, you know what? I think they're all in cahoots. They all know. Everyone knows each other. It's going to flip back at some point. It's going to be great. 
I mean, I don't know about that. I, I think, well, I mean, so now we're at that, that expansion point, right? There's yeah. too many different streaming services and you're paying way more than you paid for cable. So everybody's going to get to a point where, all right, I'm going to just do this streaming service, right? Yes. I'm going to just do Netflix. I'm going to, and we're, we're doing that here. Right? It's like, which one are we going to get rid of? And I feel like Netflix is the one that's going to go because we have Amazon prime because we order a lot of shit from Amazon, unfortunately. And so, you know, so Amazon prime just comes with that. Um, so, you know, Hulu's going to go and Netflix is going to go and we'll end up with Disney plus and Amazon prime. I mean, I think that's yep. where it's going to be. You know, I can't see paying for Paramount plus or, Disney or uh, uh, you know the thing too with Amazon is, hey, if something's only on AMC, you know what you can do you can buy it on Amazon Prime. Yep. And if you're not buying as Amazon Prime, you know where it might be also sitting on Disney Plus. Yep. And some of those, I mean, some of the um, like, I feel like The Walking Dead's also on like HBO Max, like some of the older episodes seasons. Maybe, yeah. So, but again, that's another one that you know I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't, I just won't, I just don't see myself paying for it. I might, you know, go over to your friend's house who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that yeah. downloaded it, I might do that. I wouldn't do that, but I might go to somebody else's house. No, I, I would that. never do that. Yeah. I, I fully support everything I can legally as best I can, but but you can't control every variable. That's right. Um, That's all to say about that. So did, did I hear you say that you got Amazon Prime? I'm using it right now um, because... My number one wheelhouse of all time, my entire life, is football, and football Thursday night football games. We're recording on a Thursday, um, are on Amazon Prime exclusively, except for the first game this year, which made no sense to me. First Thursday night game, but Thursday night games are on Amazon Prime. And when the Giants are playing, you want to watch it because that's your team, because that's my team. So I had to pony up and get Amazon Prime. And also, like you know, Invincible's coming back, and I can remind myself how the boys ended because at some point there's gonna be another season of the boys well and generation generation v is coming out soon too yes so that i mean you know that looks i, I don't know if it's i don't know if it's gonna be I, I it's hard to say it's gonna be darker than the boys but it kind of looks like it's gonna be pretty dark i mean you know not that the boys isn't dark uh and kirkman said that uh, season two is gonna feel much bigger than season one for invincible did you watch the uh adam eve like one shot. That's another thing. I've never even seen that yet. So I mean, I can watch it now. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I think in the Invincible show was good. I saw a, uh, one of those fan films. It was animation of Omni-Man versus Homelander, you know, like kind of who would win? Who do you think would win? Omni-Man. Omni-Man. Yeah. He, he eventually just, I feel like he like rips, uh, Homelander's like, yeah. Like face open and like yeah. crushes. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's you know it's it's, it's very bloody. I mean, Omni Man is just you like hate, you hate to have comic like you know like I was at a comic shop earlier today and I had comic shop talk, which I love <laughs> having comic shop talk. Um, but you know it's hard to do sometimes. But like the feats of strength we've seen Omni Man do and the feats of strength we've seen Homelander do, Omni Man should fucking mollywop him every day of the week. He's faster. He's stronger. He's better. I am better. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Invincible, right? I mean, he is just, it's, I mean, what? He took out, spoiler alert, right? The, enti- yeah. the entire justice they're, they're league of justice that world, league. right? By yeah. himself, right? So, yeah. So, he's definitely a badass. Um, all right, let's see. So, yeah, so that's Amazon Prime over on Paramount+. Plus. The, the, the Ninja Turtle movie is going to be streaming over there. 
So if you want to watch Mutant Mayhem. So I have, well, the house has Paramount Plus. Well, they used to at least. Mm -hmm. I did want to see that movie because it looked good. Like I heard good things. And I like seeing actual teenage Ninja Turtles, not adults who are still teen, who are calling themselves teenage Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it should be available now. So it's as of September 9th. So 19th, excuse me. So it should be available. If you have, if you want, if you want, if you have it in the house, and then uh, Good Burger Two is going to be on Paramount Plus. Did you watch Good Burger? Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, can't take your order. Again, you're too young for that, right? That was before your time, Keenan and Kel. Uh, Like I've seen it, right? Uh, But but it was before my time. But I've seen it. Yeah, it. it, I mean, it may still have been around, but yeah, that wasn't like your childhood. I feel like that was no, like yeah, it's it's like when I was an infant, that was like existing. I feel like yeah. And what's funny is uh, Good Burger was one of the first before the South Park Marathon happened on my vacation in Tampa. The first thing we watched as a family, all all 12 of the guys, um, was Good Burger together. And after a long day and having eaten some food and been drinking a lot, Good Burger is hilarious. All right. After beer and steak and more and just meat. Maybe I'll do. I, maybe I'll I, do a marathon. I have a, high, I have a high image of Good Burger based on recent events. When it when it comes out, maybe I'll watch them both. We'll do them back to back. We'll do a, a, a. We'll watch the first one for the first time, and then Good Burger too. There you go. All right, let's do let's do a little Netflix, and then we'll then we'll wrap up segment one here. Um, so One Piece is like the number one show on Netflix. It's already renewed for a season two. Have you watched? I believe you, it. And you said you watched the first episode. Have you have you watched any more? Watched a couple more. Um, I still like it. And I really didn't think I would, and I've been pleasantly surprised every episode I've watched since since I started. I, you know, the the anime I've been watching a lot too. The anime is been doing a lot of cool stuff, and like I've said before, my only beef I have with the Netflix show, it's not even a fair beef, is that there is a lot of One Piece that if they want to go the distance, they're going to have to cover, and they're going to have to recast several times, just because of how long it's going to take. Shit, they have to do. Are, are there are there Young characters, other kids that are going to grow up, so, or it's just the regular people are going to get too old. People are going to get too old because the character is like eighteen. Okay. Um, and there's a thousand and plus chapters, and I think in one season they covered like thirty. So mm-hmm. like, they have a lot of stuff they have to cover in theory, and so, this is not even a diss, but like one of the the one of the act the main actress. In the start is like thirty, not old, but if they're gonna go the distance, by the time they're done, she'll be like fifty. <laughs> yeah, so like, I, I mean, I mean, I guess you, you never know though. I mean, it, they could, it could, it they could don't be one also of those have that goes, to go the distance. I said to my friends, like, if they go the distance, it'll just be too ridiculous. Is it still ongoing, or is it done? As far as the, yes, it's still ongoing. Still ongoing. So a new chapter came out, a new issue. Basically, it's a new. It's like a comic book. So a new issue came out uh, this week. Now what's the think, what's the premise? I don't know anything about it. So is it pirates? Um, Some kind of pirates? Basic yes. The the king of the pirates was executed twenty years before the story uh, started, and he had a large amount of treasure. It's called the One Piece. Uh, la, 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 la. And people are like, "Where's your treasure?" And he's like, "I left it all at the end." Because the way that this world works is there's an end of the ocean. Okay. He said, "I left it all at the end. Go find it." Um, so now it's since that happened 20 years ago, there's been a great pirate error and all these wonderfully strong pirates have shown up and 
the main characters are a bunch of kids. I think it's like 18, 19 range are going out on their adventure to get to the one piece and the things they do along the way. Cause they're pirates and they're technically bad guys going to the government, but they're like rescuing like s- nations from like oppressive rulers and stuff like that. So, right. All right. Now, and, and they're all is, is there, is there magic? Are there monsters? Are there, so you know, basically the way that the magic in this world works, there is, um, ugly looking fruit that when you eat it you get some kind of superpower which could be like an animal where you're like you could turn into a a tiger or you could turn into a man tiger or like and you get like powers from that or you could turn into fire so now you're a man made of fire or the main character he can stretch he's like made of rubber basically so he kind of does like mr fantastic things where like he stretches himself and punches far or like if he gets shot with a bullet it kind of just goes in and then bounces back out okay so um, so the, those powers are permanent once you eat the fruit yes and now you can't swim that's also another th- thing it's like you can't swim so a lot of power but now if, if you go in the water you you drown <laughs> okay that's the that's the kryptonite of, of the superpower that's the kryptonite, right? yeah is that you you can't swim anymore so if you go in the water you're fucked and you're and you're um, and you're on a boat at all times so that's kind of a dangerous yes. yeah thing. okay yeah. All right. Cool. Interesting. All right. Well, I think we can wrap up uh, segment one here. Uh, We will uh, take this episode to a break the way we take some episodes to a break by saying this is episode 737. We don't want any more bears. And we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. Hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. 
Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hello, this is Neil Gaiman, uh, writer of lots of different things, really. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Kev Una Studios. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're in from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Here you go. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely palm crisp. That's right. No geek stuff TNG would be complete without 
Parm Crisp Snack Mix. Parm Crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like Parm. Crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios. Three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev. Does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend, Parm Crisps, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch or sour cream and onion pouch what's your favorite kev i haven't seen sour cream and onion what was that i like i like the original i like the original but the ranch one is fine too i'd like to try sour cream and onion it's probably very good yeah you could get the variety pack oh looking at all of the ingredients oh you see sir i i get them at the costco in the large size because i eat so many delicious parm crisps Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. They are, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this, 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. <laughs> Reach out to them at farmcrisp.com and tell them you heard about Farm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. Hey, you know, when you did the live read there, you forgot that Kev wasn't here and you said live from Big Kev Huna Studios. So, you know. you know, it's so ingrained in my brain. So when I do it, I, once I start, I really can't stop. So I noticed it, but I had to just keep going. Just I didn't want to, you know, hold back. Yeah, it just it just comes out like you're so you're, you're so used to it. Um, all right, let's do some video game news because we like to do that when Kev's not here because he always interrupts. Um, so apparently, there's like a uh, the Federal Trade Commission is saying if the kids if the kids bought Fortnite gear without asking that maybe you can get a refund. Do you buy your <laughs> gear in Fortnite without asking your mom? Uh, yes, but it, it's fine. But she she said it's cool. <laughs> Promise. But it's like that's I mean, that's just like skins and stuff, right? Like there's or, or can you can't pay to win? Like you don't get stuff that makes you better. It's just it's so, all cosmetic, like, right? If you're one of those, and I'm going to say this with the utmost respect, one of those sweaty nerds who's like, oh well, actually, um, you know, no, you can't. People say because oh, my skin is slightly skinnier than your fat skin. I have a smaller hitbox. In actuality, it really doesn't matter that much. I mean, it's all in people's head. But um, something in theory to think about. Yeah. But anyway, you can uh, if you if the kids kids are out there buying the in-app purchases without asking mommy and daddy, maybe mommy and daddy can get a refund. So yes. Uh, let's see. It looks like there's a leaked Microsoft email that says that Xbox boss wants to buy Nintendo. <laughs> I don't even know if they could. I mean, it's it's Microsoft, sort of. So 
I could almost see it, but it'd be really tough. I mean, would they... I mean, if Xbox then owned the Nintendo library, like, that's a lot, right? It's not like they would stop making Nintendo and or, or merge Xbox and Nintendo into one no, console. Yeah. They would just have... It's like Ford and Mercury. They just have two brands, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't it, imagine... It, yeah, it they're would not be gonna... silly to fold in either one into the other because the name recognition of loan of both of them is just so great. Right, yeah. So, I mean... So, I mean, really, it's just that Microsoft wants to own the the profits that come from Nintendo. Microsoft wants to bully Sony into eventually buying and try to monopolize all of it. Because if... Microsoft gets Nintendo. That's Monopoly, and someone should stop that. Because there's like three consoles, and <laughs> then there will be Microsoft two. owns two of them. Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that. Math. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, AMD denies blocking Bethesda from adding DLSS to Starfield. What's DLSS? You're the you're the uh, video game guy. So is that downloadable something something or other? Downloadable something something. Um, I'm trying to look and see because I've never even heard of that acronym before. What is DLSS? Gosh, I'm sorry. I, I am the guy who shouldn't be knowing these things. Um, I just never heard of this. It looks like it's just a certain type of file that's not supported by AMD chips. It looks like it. All right. Too technical. If you know what a DLSS means, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Deep learning super sampling. Nice. All right. It analyzes sequential frames and motion data. It's like a it's like a software, it looks like. All right. Let's see. Fallout TV show teaser shown at GamesCon. Are you excited Ooh. for the Fallout TV show? I uh, no, but I mean I don't want it to suck. I'm just not excited for it. Now the again, the game. It's first person, right? Yes. So are there characters or are they just creating a story and a character? So like Master the, Chief? the idea would be like, you can make the character look like you, Mr. Scott, but you're not Scott. You're the traveler and the traveler is going through a story like Fallout 4. You played if male or female, the story was still essentially the same. A parent who got locked in a vault and skipped ahead in time 500 years or whatever. And during your time sleep, your child was kidnapped. So then you went through the wasteland looking for your child. Okay. And what was cool about that little side thing, uh, depending how you made your character look, your child looked vaguely similar, which was a cool little little effect. So it wasn't like a stock standard, like child. It was like, (laughs) Oh, if you make a fucking ugly monstrosity, you'll have a half ugly monstrosity looking child. Um, Maybe maybe but, you had yeah, a good looking so wife the and, the, and the kid got the mom's jeans. Like you're the traveler or you're the wanderer, and you know you go through the story as that person. All right, let's see. Whatever. Let's see. Uh, Nintendo reportedly plans to release next gen console during the second half of 2024. What's the current Nintendo? It's the Switch, right? That's their most current Switch. thing. Do they have the like Switch. a regular console? Uh no, yeah, because they don't. They're not even. They don't even have a handheld right now because their handheld is the Switch. Right. Um. So whatever the follow up to the Switch coming out second half of next year. Did the Switch come out? I feel like I'm. It's 
2017 the Switch came out? Am I imagining that? I feel like it's not. Yeah, 2017, March 3rd, 2017. So that's early in, in the life cycles. Most consoles have like a 10-year life cycle. Except for Nintendo ones, they have had shorter life cycles, actually. Because there was the Wii U, which did not have a 10-year life cycle. Yeah, but that one was not well-received, right? No. The Wii, that was around for a while. And so was the GameCube. But normally, consoles, in my experience, have had like a roughly 10-year life cycle. So we're definitely early, because 2017 is six years ago. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> almost seven years ago at this point. Um, but still, you know, it's it's definitely early in the life cycle for them. But to like be then, switching up already. When we're talking about PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo, there's yes. a huge difference between the kinds of games you play on Nintendo and the kind of games you play on Xbox and PlayStation, right? They just they're not even yeah. similar, right? No, yeah. So like you're gonna play Mario and Legend of Zelda and Smash Brothers and Animal Crossing. Those are gonna be Nintendo games only. Right. You're not going to get them on your PlayStation or your Xbox. But you're also Xbox. not going to play Call of Duty on a Nintendo. Like, you're not going to play a Call exactly. of Duty type game exactly. on a Nintendo. I don't want to say it's kid games because that sounds like I'm I'm talking down to the people who play those games. That's not true. You know what it is, really, though? It's Japanese gaming. Okay. It's all, you know what I mean? Because it's all made in Nintendo, made in Japan. So it's, you know, Jumpman and, and yeah. yeah. It, and and some maybe some puzzle games, but really it's it's more like the Mega old school Man side scroller kind like of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's just that's just the difference. And it's for the same reason that you wouldn't absorb Nintendo into Xbox because they're not the same types of games. They're just they're different. Yeah. They're different. Oh yeah. All right. Um. Let's see. Uh. You know, we're talking about the the classic games, right? I think I think we talked about this a little bit, but like they're not. They're just disappearing from the earth, like old video games. Like they're not taken care right. of. You can't find them anywhere. So unless you know, I mean, unless somebody's a collector that has them in the in the basement, like most old games are just gone from the world. Yes, right. Well, similar to comics, and similar to anything that I think that there becomes like a genre around it. In the initial days of it, that might change nowadays going forward. People don't understand the collectability and the like. And the way to treat and like keep things nice. It's like, oh, it's just my fucking thing. I'm gonna play with it. Yeah. Like, oh, this m- magic card that'll be worth a hundred thousand dollars in the future. I'm gonna put in the bike spoke. Right. And you know that's what I'm gonna use. Why? Why? Why am I gonna buy two copies of Super Mario Brothers and keep one cartridge in the box in the cellophane and then play the yeah. other one? Right. You know, you just don't. You don't even think about that. But then also they they stop supporting it, and then. You can't play it anymore, and it just goes, yeah. and it just it just fades into obscurity. It, it, it ends up literally in like a a, a, a goodwill <laughs> in like Idaho, because some guy's like, "Oh, I can't play my Nintendo sixty four because the the wire broke." So I'm just gonna get rid of all this sh- stuff. My wife got mad at me for holding it in the basement for so long, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so this uh, this article says basically nearly 9 in 10 classic games, there are a few options. You know, seek out a, a vintage collectible game and the hardware or go to a library or piracy. So what they're basically saying is the the emulators and the, you know, yeah. the, ubiquitous the, the, clandestine versions of these games are the only ways that they survive because yeah. they're not supported. And the thing that really sucks, and I only know of one guy who did this, so I'm not going to... Uh, 
I'm not going to glump uh, all of retro game, gaming stores together. There was a guy who I saw on TikTok who was selling old games and he was selling them as like refurbished and clean. And he was making people way overpay for scuffed up old video games. And then they wouldn't even fucking work. But those would be the only guys you can get them from Mm -hmm. because he had them. He had the stock. I was like, hey, if I want to play Earthworm Jim, I don't I have no fucking clue what that game is about either. I just know it's an old game. If I want to play Earthworm Jim on my Nintendo 64 that I somehow still have that works. I have to pay the scumbag to get it because I'm not going to find it anywhere else. Yeah. And then you might pay a premium for something that you shouldn't have fucking paid the premium. You might as well just bought it from some guy on eBay for the same price. Yeah. Well, that's it. Let's see. Embracer Group's going to sell a uh, gearbox to Bloomberg or no, I'm sorry. They're going to, they're looking to sell the game studio gearbox. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So Gearbox has some games that I was interested in. If I'm remembering it correctly, that was, um, oh my God, why can't I think? Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Borderlands was a very fun game. It was also super interesting because I feel like the first game had 100,000 different guns in the one game. So it was like just crazy the amount of different options you had. And. It was just a fun game. The third game was kind of eh, but the first two games are wonderful. So that was always a fun little thing there. And yeah, video game consoles, video game companies, not consoles. We were talking about consoles before. Uh, I think they're suffering from what streaming services are going to, are beginning to suffer from, which is, you know, the sheer amount of them and who's getting rolled into who and which company. It's like, oh, I didn't even realize this company had this other video game license, this other video game like a uh, property. Oh, because they bought this one company a year or two ago because that company sold for a couple billion dollars. Like it happens a lot more than we realize of just companies and game properties like changing hands and being sold left and right. I mean, yeah, and I mean, if you're not like in into the video games, like you wouldn't, even, you don't even know who they, you know you haven't heard of them, right? Like, yeah. I only know of like Rockstar Games, and that's you know. Only really from like you know, hearing like what Laszlo you know used to be on satellite radio talking about Rockstar Games, right? So, yep. Um, let's see. All right, here's one. Uh, Dennis Austin, the guy who created PowerPoint, died. Do you know what PowerPoint is? Do you use PowerPoint? I'm aware of PowerPoint. I I was an excellent PowerPoint presentation maker when I was a kid. I was always very good at speaking in front of people, and PowerPoint was my was my uh, my masterpiece because. I'd have very wonderful pictures to back up my speaking, and I could speak really good for a while. And then I got on this podcast, and I didn't know how to talk to people again. Oh, uh, I was going to uh, ask what happened. You said you used to be a good speaker, yeah. and I was going to say, yeah. what was your what was your yeah. best PowerPoint? Oh, I had one. <laughs> it was we. It's that time about, of the night. We what? turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's D and D. With the legends of your it's DND. Oh, I'm sorry, you know what the music means. Uh, I guess we'll have to get that PowerPoint story some other time, but uh, darn, is Shoot. there some DD product this yes. week? So, a new DD book has come out this week, folks. Uh, Fandelver and Below the Shattered Obelisk. Show Mr. Scott over here. I don't know if he's got a picture of it pulled up. Yep, pretty regular cover. Uh, Cool looking green uh, 
touch and feel cover. So he's that, that all cool those those special covers. Did they start out being like all kind of gold and then they just changed or? They've been all different kind of styles. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know that I would like the special covers because they're not going to all look the same on the shelf. No, they won't. Not at all. Yeah. There I don't will know, be I don't uniformity know I... in the regular covers yeah. because you know the the binding will all look the same. Yeah. The binding will always look you know red on the top and then the black and white lettering. Um, the special covers will look funky and different uh, next to other special covers. Yeah. Um. So Fandelver and below the Shadow Obelisk. What is this? This is the last official D&D campaign for 5e. So this is the last official module. This is the last story you can run your characters through. So at this point, if you're a DM and you want to run a 5e campaign and you want to have a pre-written one, you've officially gotten your last option. Now you got to pick. Um, Regular MSRP, you know, we've adjusted to the 60... 59 the 5995 MSRP so 60 60 bucks for this beautiful piece of book we got 220 some odd pages 221 i believe 221 pages uh a tear out map you know i hate tear out maps but i do we do have tear out maps um what else do we got here so we have a couple chapters that are just devoted to actual story a bestiary and then um towards the back like i said there's some magic items and a place to like write down what's going on in the game and then the first couple pages are devoted to how to run this game so what this story is actually interesting is this story was built on the back of um lost minds of fandelver which was the starter module for dnd 5e this it was the initial like i don't know if it was a red box i it was basically like it's the starter module it was the first real story you could run your players through and i got to get to like level five and that was it after that yeah i Um, I played that one that's the only one i've played on 5e so lost minus vandelver goes from levels one to five and this story picks up right where that left off goes to level 10 i believe if that ends up being wrong i will correct myself but looking at this i'm pretty sure it goes to level 10 and that's where it ends the uh the campaign there so you know it's nice to have a build on campaign they did that a long time ago they haven't done it in a while with um there was horde of the dragon queen and um rise of tiamat was a campaign that built one built in the other so it's cool to see them do that again i wish they would have done that a little more you know like had a one campaign that built the other and i think we said on the podcast before i am upset we never got a campaign to level 20. I am upset that something that could have happened over that 10-year span just never actually happened. Because it would have been awesome to have a campaign that went to 20. Even if it was like super open-ended or something so that they can make it work, I would have just loved to have seen that content. Because you make level 20 content, and not it's a bad thing, but like you don't make a way for... Play you have you make it so players have to make up a story for that, you know. So I don't know. I I would have liked to have seen more, you know, just higher level content. Right. So I mean, of all the books, do you, what was the highest one that you remember? No, um, wait. I it's, feel it, like some went to thirteen. Waterdeep. I feel like it was Waterdeep. like uh, 
Dungeon of the Mad Mage says it goes to 20. 5 to 20. That's the I, only I, one. Does it? I yep. didn't think it did. Yeah, that one says 5 to 20. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the the Wikipedia list of all the, the 5e books. So, so, so this is it, right? So you got Horde of the Dragon Queen and Rise of Tiamat, Princes of Apocalypse, Out of the Abyss, Curse of Strahd, Storm King's Thunder, Tomb of Annihilation, Waterdeep Heist, Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Now, did those build on each other? Yeah, because Heist was 1 to 5 and Mad Mage is 5 to 20, so those are probably a, a build. And yeah. Then you got Baldur's Gate Descent to Avernus. Yes. And Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frost Maiden, The Wild Beyond the Witchlight, Critical Roll Call of the Netherdeep, Dragon Lance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen, and then Fendelver and Below the Shattered Obelisk. And then so that's it. There's your 5e beginning to end. Yes. Um, so, you know, we have two more D&D releases for 5e left. We have Planescape, or Plane Chase. I always mess up Plane, this one. Um, which is another one of those slipcase books. So we'll have two slipcases for D&D. And then we have uh, the Book of Many Things, which is a rip on the Deck of Many Things, which will be just a bunch of magic items for D&D, which will be exciting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're uh, we're running out of content, folks, so... Pretty soon you'll have a set amount of things to do, and then you'll have to just make up your own stuff. Which I enjoy making up my own stuff, but you know we're running out of stuff to make up too. So eventually we'll have to be free brawling it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think how do I say this? I'm I enjoy the idea of having a, another campaign. What was cool too is they let you they kind of they reimagine Lost Mine and Fandelver. In this book so you know if you don't have lost mind of fandelver which at this point might be hard to come by maybe i don't know um i don't i don't have it um you know they they kind of run it for you for the first couple of first couple chapters and then you get to really explore new content doing everything beyond lost minds i think the first five chapters are lost minds and then everything after that is extra new content Kind of, you know, is it lazy that they kind of reimagined a book for half the book and then they did a new book? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to speak on the uh, laziness of that, but you know, something to think about for for their last one too. They're like, ah, yeah. just redo, just redo the first one. We'll bookend it with that one, and we'll just end it with that too. We'll start it with it. We'll end with yeah. it. So, so there's the book of many things, and then what was the other one? The the planescape. Planescape. Something like that. When is that? When is that one supposed to come out? That so it'll be one book. Uh, the Planescape comes out in October, and the Book of Many Things is November. And so two more months of D and D releases, and that's it. it. And then I'll have the decision to make when the first D and D six comes out. Do I just not bother? Yes. Which um, is what I, I will do. bother because Kev will want the books, and I'm debating on how much I want to bother with. One D and D because I'm at a point I didn't think I'd be at honestly I n- I never re- truly thought that they would leave Five E I don't know why I I guess I just thought that you know if it's a great system why change it but there's corporate greed so that can only get you you know that would overrule most things and they do update every ten years so I think you know 
I think everyone's first system, unless it's fourth edition, they they have a special place in their heart for them. Um, I uh, what was I even? I lost my train of thought. What was I just talking about? You didn't five e. You didn't think they would get out campaign. of five e. You don't want to buy. I never six. thought we'd get out of five e. Um. So, oh, one D and D. Do I want to stick with five e and just play five e in perpetuity? I want to just go back, get all the five e books officially because I could do that and go buy them, and just play five e forever. Or do I want to try one D and D? Or even want to still play D and D? It's not a rip on D and D. I've also been just thinking about trying other gaming systems out. You know, do I want to try and make mutants and masterminds work? Do I want to find something else that like inspires me to play? Because you know, I want to play tabletop RPGs, but I don't know, like Pathfinder uh, Second Edition. You know, we I have the source book, the the like big players handbook for that, which is fucking huge, by the way. Um, you know, I don't want to get into that. But I mean, if you were going to play in a sword and sorcery world, why would you leave D and D? I think if you know, I think the the reason to leave D and D to I don't I don't understand a reason to leave D and D for Pathfinder. Our, my group's reasoning for leaving D&D for Pathfinder, we have played a lot D&D over the years, and we have done most of the classes and subclasses, and it's inspired by my one friend, I'll be honest, not in a bad way, but you know, it's like, hey, listen, let's just try something else. It's not that we've figured out 5e, but it's like, let's just see what else we can do. So that's what it comes down to. Are there different... And also, it's it's a different like style of game, anyways, because the way Pathfinder is with like you have three actions. One of your actions is your movement. One of your actions can be movement. One of your actions is you know an attack, or one of them is a bonus action. So if you want to just shoot, if you want to just have three attacks at level one, you can. So like it's just it's the way that the game plays combat wise is different, and the way that you know rolls runner is just different. So it it does lead to a lot of different things. Also, the only thing I don't like so far, which is just my lack of knowledge, is that if you want to build a really good character and you want to go really high to level 20, which a lot of my games we'd like to do that, um, you have to pre-build your character out all the way to 20. You have to know what you're going to do and how you're going to build it, because if you don't, you're going to mess up the actual like skill tree of it all. So you're going to want to get this feat at level 11. If you don't get this feat, then you can't get this feat at 13, which screws you at level 15, and then you know it kind of... Hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of differences to it. I thought it was more or less a clone of D and D. So I thought it was much more similar than that. I didn't realize it, there, there is a good amount of difference. It, it, if you know five E, if you have a basis in t- tabletop, uh, you could pick up Second Edition Pathfinder. It's not like completely alien. It's just different. What we're just looking for, I think, is just difference, like a, a change of pace. You know, it's you can you can. Do the same. You can change classes, but you know, kind of. Maybe it's just once again. Maybe it's just the way my friends play in me. But it, it, we break down the same couple characters, and we're trying to not do that. We're trying, we're trying to really expand our characters and our, our acting ability. Yeah, and be all different, wonderful things. What What do you think about the the Marvel RPG? That, that's thought, just coming we out. Thought about it. Um, the only thing we like about mutants and masterminds more is just there's more powers and more like. It's similar to Pathfinder and like the customization options, so we like that. Uh, we've thought about the Marvels one though. We've given it serious consideration. We're just trying to figure out, you know, what's next for us. But yeah, in in those after, right, so they got after D&D. they got the core rulebook just came out, and then yes. very soon will be 
like a Kang, you know, so an Avengers Kang campaign, a, a Spider-Man campaign, and yes. an X-Men campaign. So are all coming out in the next, you know, six months or whatever. Yes. So, I don't know. I, I, I bought the first one. We'll see. I have it. I own it. That doesn't mean I'll ever play it, but I have it. Yes. I know a guy who owns a lot of uh, tabletop RPG books that he'll never play. Um, but, you know. Is he sometimes on this show? And not today? Uh, so what's next on the prep sheet? What do we got? Oh, <laughs> uh, D&D, uh, the new Lost Minds of Vanilla, and I guess in a wrap-up, Fandelver and Below. It's fine. Um, I'm not, like, ecstatic we had the book. I'm not mad we had the book. I'm happy we have content. I am excited to enjoy 5e for what's left of it, and I'm excited to see where we go with D&D and tabletop going forward. Maybe some new RPG comes out or, you know, steps into prominence after 5e is done, and then you could really, you know, we could have those kind of nerdy debates where it's like, oh, are you a 5e guy? Are you a Pathfinder 3.5 guy? Are you a, a this other dumb game guy? I don't know. I'm just excited to see where it goes. Yeah, well, and with that, it's D&D Warriors that terrify It's D&D Alright, let's do a couple of quick product things and then we'll get out of here. Uh, there's going to be a Tremors 2 4K limited edition. Did you ever Have you ever seen Tremors? I've seen Tremors. I one time saw Tremors 2 and I thought it was Dumb. I don't, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen Tremors 2, nor would I need a 4K version of it. But then also the Weird Al Yankovic story with uh, uh, Danny Radcliffe is going to come out on 4K as well. So you can see the Weird Al story. Did you ever watch that? Well, I don't, I have Roku, but I didn't feel like it's funny. My, like, I have access to Roku TV, but I refuse to watch something on Roku TV because it's exclusively on Roku TV. Um, <laughs> so, no. And I don't have anywhere to play DVDs, really. Right. Like, I know. It's like, why bother? To, I just, yeah. It's just killing me, though, because if you don't buy them, there will come a time where, oh, yeah, sorry, it just doesn't exist. We took it off the platform because, you know, we're getting the tax write-off. So. Probably, I'll probably pirate that at some point. I mean, I'll probably, uh, yeah, 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 One Piece, Pirates. I love Pirates. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's do the wrap-up. Um, so the most important thing, New York Comic Con coming up. What are the dates? So it's uh, October 12th to the 15th in the Javits Center in New York, New York. Potentially booth 1845 or booth to be named later. Yes. Um, so here's what I want know you to do. What booth we're at. You'll know what booth we're sandwich, at. Can, we'll post about it. Can you just do the recording that says, hey, this is Sandwich. Come see Geek Stuff TNG at booth one, two, three, and just say all the numbers to infinity and that way i'll yes. just drop it in with whatever one all, you get to all, all the numbers to infinity why, yeah. why don't we just no we'll just we'll, we'll just frankie sign the numbers at booth one nine eight five uh, oh okay so you'll just say one through zero and yeah. zero through nine and then and then i'll have to put it together all right there you go yeah do that for me all right so we got that um again gonna be good lots of good stuff so announcements coming about other exciting stuff in new york comic-con um, again, we did this show without our fearless leader, Big Kev, but you can find him on Instagram and Twitter at BK Geek Stuff or on Xbox. If you want to play Fortnite with him, it's BK, I'm sorry, it's Big Kev GS. And then you can find me on the Twitters and Instagrams and all that. It's Pi Day Scott, or you can just go to my link tree, P I D A Y S C O T T. Show has a link tree, Geek Stuff TNG, also has a Patreon, Geek Stuff TNG, all those places. Uh, just go find us. 
And then what about you, sir? You can find me on Instagram and not Fortnite at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. All right. And uh, with that, we will bring this episode to a close. Episode 737. We don't want any more bears. The way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Pete Kozachik. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
bundle up, stay warm, and come back and see us real soon.